All right, what's up, guys? Ian Cummings here with the Rigos Rag Podcast, here with the usual co-hosts, Jacob Kamiker and Nathan Britton. We're also joined by Ben. How do you say your last name, Ben? It's okay. It's Vasconcelos. Vasconcelos. That's a cool last name. I like that. Okay, Ben Vasconcelos is here with us. We're here to talk Jay Gruden. The past few days, uh, there have been some heated conversations on Twitter and whatnot about uh, Jay Gruden, where he deserves to be ranked, you know what he's done in Washington, what he still needs to do. So we're going to touch on that a little bit. We'll start with uh, Jacob. We'll start with you first because you released some coaching rankings uh, the other day, ranked all 32 coaches. Uh, You want to talk about your ranking of Dre Gruden and, you know, the guys in his tier, uh, you know, how he compares and stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I ranked every head coach in the NFL, and it was actually more of an agonizing process than (laughs) I thought it would be, you know, like – You think like, oh, it's easy. This guy's better than this guy. But you look at some of them and some of them are just so close together. But I got a ranking set together that I'm pretty confident and comfortable with. Um, Gruden on this list did make it into the upper half of the list. He's like slightly above average. He's ranked 14th overall. Uh, My reasoning for this is, yeah, if you look at his record, he's below 500 as a coach. But the situations he's had to deal with with all the 23 players on injured reserve last year, and coming in amid the chaos of who's going to be our quarterback, is it RG3, is it Cousins, is it not Cousins? Um, I think that gave him a leg up on some of the other guys who have had answers to those questions. So I had him at 14, slightly above average, and ranked with some other promising coaches. Um, similar guys to him I had as uh, from roughly 17 to 12. Bill O'Brien, Kyle Shanahan, Todd Bowles, Anthony Lynn. And uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, Pete Carroll's probably a little bit above him in terms of the tier he's ranked in, but I just th- I, Jay doesn't get enough love for what he does. He's like a great offensive mind, and he's he's dealt with bad situations well. And I think this is a critical year for him, but I think he'll shine under pressure. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I agree with you. I think. We've looked. We, we see him. He comes in, and that first year with that quarterback carousel and all the expectations of him trying to fix RG three and all that nonsense, it really wasn't fair to him. And we know how dysfunctional the organization is from the top down. So for him to come in, you kind of give him a free pass that first year. And I have the read a couple. I read your guys' article screenshot and some stuff. He went nine and seven when they won the division, and you, you really saw a glimpse of what what he could do. Um, he's never, even going back to Cincinnati when he was a coordinator, he's never had a great run game. I think that's going to be one of the things that takes him to this next level. He's got all the pieces now. He's got a, a solid enough offensive line. He's finally got a RB1, a, a real RB1, not some guy that, you know, he's the best of what they have. So I think for him to take this next step, I really think that he needs to, to develop a run game and get it going because we've seen he could do it in the passing game. He can coordinate. He can get guys open. He can have, you know, I'm a Kirk Cousins guy, but I know there's a lot of people who aren't. And if you know, if it turns out that he, Kirk Cousins was a product of Jay Gruden, we saw what we did with Andy Dalton, then we saw what we did with uh, Kirk Cousins. Now he's got Alex Smith, who is a guy who has shown he can go out there and handle his own. He's good. And you know, if Jay Gruden can help to have him have back-to-back career years, I think that'll be really impressive. So I think 14 is right where you, he's he's exactly where he needs to be. I don't think you can yet move him up or down at all. I think he's right in the middle of the pack. He can take a step forward and maybe get into that top 12 this year. He could you know fall back. And, and really go back towards that uh, bottom 20. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you've said. You know, I'm a big fan of Jay Gruden. 
over the course of his career here, but we'll get into that later. Uh, ben, we got you on. You wrote an article, I think it was a week or two ago, about how Jay Gruden, you know, despite the adversity he's dealt with, you know, he, he's fared pretty well, but he is on the hot seat in 2018. There's just no avoiding it. And, you know, there are areas in which he's going to have to step up. And do you want to go a little more in depth about that? Tell us, you know, why might Jay Gruden not get another chance next season? Well, I do support Jay Gruden and I am an advocate for him. But, you know, in all seriousness, the NFL is a numbers game, just a below subpar average record at 28, 35 and one. You know, you can look at it both ways. Some people think he obviously he's gone through some adversity with, you know, a ton of injuries last year. But that still is below the average line. And I know he's got a lot more talent, which I only think adds more to the situation. Um, looks like we got a revamped defense, more offensive weapons, um, which is going to cause more pressure for him to produce better. I do think they have an extremely tough schedule. I have them really coming out around 9 and 7, and I think they, they can push for a successful possible playoff run. But I think it will hinge if he has either a 500 season or just a little bit above it, despite all the adversity, the injuries, you know, upper management changes and things like that. Ben, you, you specifically mentioned, um, in terms of why he's on the hot seat, his record. And I, I understand that logic, but I, I personally think, I don't know how you feel about this, I think we get a little bit too hung up on Jay Gruden's record. I'm willing to give him a pass on that first season because he came in amid RG3 being hurt and not being effective, and he had to deal with the quarterback carousel. If you take out that 4-12 and season, his record is 24-23-1. Still average, but I feel... I feel like that's more of an accurate representation of what he's done for the, the team. So I'm, I guess my question is, are you willing to give him a pass on that first season with that record if you're looking into why he's on the hot seat? Yeah, I could give him a pass for this first season because, as like you guys mentioned, it was a transition year from basically RG3 to going into Kirk Cousins and kind of building his foundation there. But if we look at 2015 to 2017, there is a slight decline. You know, the Redskins went 9-7. and seven. Then we go to the playoffs at first bet in 2015. Then in 2016, it's 8-7-1. You know, I, I view that as a productive year, but we still fell short of the playoffs. And then last season, amid all the injuries, we finished 7-9. and nine. So, I mean, you see a slight decline there, which is why it's, you know, you can make the argument say it's not heading in the right direction. You look at all these tenured coaches in the league. You know, you got Bill Belichick, obviously, would be your number one. But then you have, you know, Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton, these established coaches that have winning, like, titles tied to their name. And it's a production-type league, and especially with these up-and-coming young coaches always looking for an opportunity, you know, you're going to have to take a look at some of these candidates. I feel like with Jay Gruden, there's kind of two questions you got to ask yourself, you know. First off is the reality of the situation. You know, is he on the hot seat? I mean, that kind of goes without saying. I mean, you look at Dan Snyder's tenure in Washington, you know, his MO has been cutting coaches loose, you know, providing him with bad situations and stuff. Jay Gruden's been no different uh, in terms of the bad situation. But the other question is, you know, does Jay Gruden deserve to be on the hot seat? You look at what he's done with the situation he's been handed. In 2014, the Redskins were in complete chaos. I mean, toxicity in the locker room with Kirk Cousins and RG3 and the quarterback drama and everything and Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder. It speaks volumes that he wasn't fired after that season, after going 4-12 and because you know, they knew how bad it was. You know, We're willing to give him another year to recover. And then in 2015, the roster was still fairly talent deficient. 
and he led them to a 9-7 and record, albeit in a weak NFC East, and they won the division title. And then 2016, you know, you look at that season, they could have gone 10-6 and if Dustin Hopkins had hit a 34-yarder in overtime, if Kirk Cousins hadn't thrown the interception at the end of the Giants game. So they were they were competitive, and that NFC East that year was very tough. The Giants went 11-5, and the Cowboys went 13-3, and so Gruden put up two winning seasons there amidst very tough circumstances and you know 2017 we all know what happened there the injuries just completely demolished the roster and so you know I feel like 2018 is his first season where he really has things going for him people will always say you know oh you're just giving him excuses that's just the reality of the situation he has had excuses and pretty good excuses I mean you look and what he did in the face of adversity I think personally if I had to commit to him for two more years right now I would I don't know what do you think Ben about how he's dealt with adversity through his career here and what what do you think it could mean for his performance in 2018 if you had to project it I think he's dealt with adversity very smoothly you know if you look at most coaches if they would have come into the Redskins organization since you know you could say there's some dysfunction at the top it might have crumbled you know he's held together mentally and with all the injuries he's still been able to put you know a decent record over the past three years if we're going to exclude the first year um I do think this is his year and I think I think he's brought tremendous stability to the organization which is exactly what we need but in the back of my head with all the front office changes if you're going to bring in possibly you know an, an, a new GM or something of that along those lines they might want to bring in a new coach. They might want to bring in something fresh, something that's been a little bit more productive. I do think, like I said, I think the Redskins do finish 9-7 and seven this year. And I think Gruden will, you know, I'd be willing to do a two-year thing if he finished 9-7 and seven around 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Ben. Ian, I can't agree with your point of, you know, this being, you know, really the first year we can say that he has it going for or that you just can't give a head coach, what, three or four years of excuses. I know that last year he lost his entire defense. I know the first year he had a quarterback catastrophe, but good coaches are able to get past some of that. I give him a pass his first year. You're you're, le- you're exiting the RG3 Shanahan era trying to find your way, but I mean, good coaches are going to be able to coach past, you know, injuries. They're going to be able to scheme it up to get things going. Last year you lost your defense, but your offense wasn't very good. There was a whatever year uh, I can't remember the year. I think it was 2016 when we got blown out by Carolina, who and a Cam Newton who had completed like what over 50% of his passes for the year. He got blown out. The offense was sputtering. He's an offensive guy. He he's got to step it up. I think that he can. I have faith in him, but I don't think we can give him a pass for the dud years we've had. I think this is a make or break year. If he comes out this year and you don't make the playoffs, I think you got to move on. I mean, I know he's a Bruce Allen guy, so you know there's a good chance he stays. You know, he's a kind of a to a lesser extent of a yes man to Bruce and everything, but I think that you you gotta he's gotta take a major step forward this year, which he's capable of. He's got all the tools. He he's got, you know, the ability as a coach. He's got the weapons. He's got a better defense. He's got a run game. He's got every reason to succeed this year. Whereas if if things go sideways, I think even if it's not on him, even if the defense does get hurt, I don't think you can move forward with him. I think you've got to get someone in here, someone fresh. Eventually, you're going to have excuses or whatever. You're going to have a guy come in, and, and the locker, he's going to lose the locker room. You can't keep giving him excuses. You can't keep letting him go when it's just not working. So I think you've got to move forward, whether it's in his control or not, if they have a bad year. This is it's getting interesting. Uh, you know, a common theme of our, uh, of our podcast has been we're too diplomatic. You know, we all agreed on the Quentin Dunbar, you know, how good he's going to be and everything. So... 
This is interesting. All right, I'll, I'll stand my ground here. I think you know I can agree with you in the sense that you know it's a time-driven league. Uh, you know he's gonna need to generate results, and if he doesn't, then you know he's gonna be out. But and I also do agree he does need to improve. He's far from perfect. I'll be the first to say that. You know he uh, first down play calling. He was a little too predictable last year. He ran it a lot, and also red zone third and short you know it could have been better there although I think the offensive line issues and the running back issues really hurt that one because you know if you can actually run the ball then that changes a lot but he definitely I think he does have some areas to improve but I think every situation is different you look at his tenure in Washington and you look at the climate in Washington before that they were churning out new head coaches like every two years so I think after all that instability and after the tumultuous start that Jay Gruden's tenure got off to you know he didn't you know, the first four and 12 year, you know, he didn't have anything going for him. Then he won the NFC champion, NFC East championship. He kept him in the playoff conversation in 2016. And then we all know what happened injuries in 2017. But you look at how he's handled adversity, how he's responded, how he's kept the locker room, you know, with all the Kirk Cousins drama, he's kept the locker room on his side and the guys openly respect him, you know, Deshaun Jackson and Josh Norman goofing off with him. They don't do that with coaches they don't respect. So they, you know, they respect him. He's a player's coach. I think with that kind of guy, after you've been churning out coaches year in and year out, I think that at some point you're just going to have to take a gamble, stick with him for a few more years. If he doesn't work out fine. I mean, I think it's better than starting over personally. I mean, and you know, it, it all depends on what he does this year. But I'm confident yeah. he'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that he need, he's not perfect. Um, he, he, there's only one Bill Belichick. You know, there's only one Sean Payton. There's only a couple of those upper echelon coaches in the league, and that's why they don't even get these conversations about them. But I think the NFL is such a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And if we're going to, you know, say he did a good job keeping the locker room when he was going 4-12, he did a good job winning – the division in a play a play in game in week seventeen, what three seasons ago now? I don't think you can keep doing that. I think you got to look at it and say, look, dude, you've got the tools. You, we've you, since you got here, you've been talking about this offensive guru. You finally got the tools. You finally got the defense. You chose your defensive coordinator. You, it did not work out. You got embarrassed. Now we have this new guy in here. You gotta you gotta do it. If if you can't I think if you don't and it's a hard division, you got a Super Bowl champion in your division, you know, the Cowboys always stick around. The Giants are only a couple years removed from a double digit win season. And Ben touched on it too, you don't have a super easy schedule. I mean, if this dude comes out and you go eight and eight or seven, eight and one or whatever, I don't know. I can't see keeping him. I think you gotta just move forward. I personally I like I'm a Jay Gruden guy. I wanted us to go the Tampa Bay Buccaneers way when they got rid of uh Lovey Smith and kept Dirk Carter to make sure that Jameis Winston didn't lose his offensive coordinator. If we had to, I was ready to keep Sean McVay, promote him to head coach, and get rid of Jay Gruden, even though he hadn't been that bad. I just think that Jay Gruden is he's on that fence between average to good, and I don't know when I don't know where when he's going to take that step either way. And I think this is the year he's got to prove it. Otherwise, you got to look elsewhere. In fairness to the Redskins organization, mentioning Sean McVay as a potential replacement, as you did for Jay Gruden, that was discussed a little bit. It's also worth noting that the move for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that that uh, idea sort of was uh, born from, has not paid off at all. And Dirk Cutter has been a very bad head that coach. Is, that is true. I just, I just felt the need to mention this because – um, as good as McVay has been for the Rams, and he's been fantastic. I, I forget where I had him in my coach ranks. I think he was number five. Yeah, number five overall. He 
did an incredible job with Jared Goff in that offense. But you, you had no way of knowing whether or not McVay was going to be an upgrade or downgrade from Gruden. And one of the important things to think about in the NFL is, yes, continuity is extremely important. And if you did get rid of Jay Gruden and kept Sean McVay, you'd keep a lot of the same offensive elements. But also you have to think about players on the team in there that might think, oh, why did we fire Jay Gruden just to hire this offensive coordinator running the same system? Like, they'd obviously understand the business side of it, but McVay may have had a harder time winning over any Jay Gruden loyalists in that locker room. Um, that's why I'm not always a fan of that type of move, though it obviously, based on McVay's performance last year, you could justify having hired him and fired Gruden, but... I think the team did the right thing by um, not doing that. Yeah, and I see where you're coming from. I mean, Dark Cotter isn't really the best example if I'm going for a, hey, it works out kind of standpoint. But Sean McVay has been in the organization for a while. All the players know him. All the players, by all accounts, like him. Uh, Kirk Cousins, a big fan of his. He was a big fan of Kirk Cousins. Who knows? Maybe Kirk Cousins is here. Maybe he takes a little bit less money. Maybe he's still gone and you bring in Alex Smith or you go up and draft somebody. I don't know, but I think Jay Gruden has been average with one year as an outlier. He's made the best out of a bad situation, but you got this guy who's been in your organization. He's getting this reputation on the league as the next great thing, the next offensive guru. That's what Jake Gruden was brought in to be. Why not You know, make that switch? You have the chemistry with your team. He came in uh, under Shanahan, was what, a tight ends coach, and became an offensive coordinator and the youngest head coach in the NFL. His his pedigree, what everyone's saying about him is that what everybody's saying about Jay Gruden. He, you know, he's been in our system. We know this guy. Now, again, I mean, that's only if they were fed up with Jay Gruden. I mean, this is just me. You know, who knows? They may still love Jay Gruden and say, no, there's no reason to even there's no reason to replace him. But I think that if you were serious about trying to keep Kirk Cousins or you, you were seriously wondering if Jay Gruden was the guy, I think that a, a switch to Sean McVay would have been smart. I mean, you look at and again, hindsight's twenty twenty. You see what he did now. You couldn't predict that, you know, last year. But I, I think that if you make that move and and he turns out to be exactly what he is now, you, you look like geniuses. You got a guy for life. He's going to stay with this organization. They're going to keep extending him. He's going to love it here. You know, he he came up here. That's that's just my opinion. What what do you think, Ben? The question that pops into my head is, what are you guys determining as a successful season this year? Are we determining an 8-8 eight and eight season is going to be successful in him, 9-7, playoffs? Looking at comparing teams here, I think a very similar team to the Redskins would be the Houston Texans in Bill O'Brien's situation. You know, he's been there for a little bit, but he's just been mediocre because there's always some excuse yeah. not bringing him to the next level. Now, Deshaun Watson is probably his his last saving excuse. And, you know, he's probably in obviously a similar situation with Jay Gruden. But what are we defining as a successful season this year? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I mean, I feel like, you know, we're tying it back to what we already talked about. I mean, it all depends on the context. Last year, if we stayed completely healthy, if Jonathan Allen and Matt Ioannidis stayed on the defensive line, I would have counted a wild card berth as a successful season. But, you know, you factor in all those injuries. I think we, we had a ton of players end the season on injured reserve. We had a starting offensive line that at one point was TJ Clemmings, Tony Bergstrom, and Tyler Catalina, right guard. Uh, you know, I you know honestly, 7-9 and nine is not that bad if you can stay competitive. I mean, they, they were 7-8 and eight before they uh, laid an egg in the last week of the season. So, you know, it, it all depends on the context. But looking at the roster right now, yeah, I can agree. It's 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 clutch time for Jay Gruden because this is 
easily his best roster he's ever had. You know, you look at who he has on the defensive line, stacked defensive line. He's never had a deep defensive line here. Never. You know, last year he had, and the year before, you know, Ziggy Hood was starting a nose tackle. So that's a problem. We can't have that. This year we got Deron Payne and Tim Settle there. We got a bunch of young talent on all three levels of the defense and the offense has a lot of weapons. So he's finally in a good situation. A playoff berth is something we can reasonably expect at this time. I mean, you haven't gotten hit by injuries yet. You know, a wild card berth behind Philadelphia. I think at this point, with as much as we know, it's pretty easy to say that Philadelphia is going to win the NFC East again. But the Giants, you know, they're coming off a bad season. A lot of pieces need to mesh for them to compete. And the Cowboys have a lot of holes on their roster. Not sold on the Cowboys. So the Redskins definitely have one of the more complete rosters. And we've seen what Jay Gruden can do with almost nothing. Let's see what he has now with the tools in his toolbox. Yeah, I think if they all stay healthy, then a successful season is a playoff berth. Yeah, and if I can jump in here for just a quick second um, in reference to a comment you made, Ben, comparing Bill O'Brien to Jay Gruden is absolutely perfect. In fact, when I was making these rankings, I came to the same realization you did at how similar they are. When everything goes well, they're probably above average or good coaches. But once they have a little bump in the road, it's kind of harder to tell and it obscures telling whether or not they're a good coach or above average or just average. And I think both of those guys are coming to a a critical breaking point in their NFL careers. And both of them, the goal should be get to get to the playoffs, like Ian said, for the Redskins. And I think the same goes for O'Brien and the Texans. I do love that comparison of O'Brien to Gruden because to date they've had very similar NFL careers as coaches. Yeah, I, I agree with all three of you, actually. I think comparing Jay Gruden and, and Bill O'Brien is hand-in-hand. Hand. I think that's perfect. I think because, I mean, Bill O'Brien had the same type of pedigree coming in, that offensive guy who's really going to be the next big thing, and he just hasn't been able to do it. Now, I know his quarterback situation has been equivalent to Jay Gruden's defensive situation and running back situation, <laughs> but I think it is big years for both of them. Bill O'Brien, I think, has zero excuses, bar aside from Deshaun Watson coming back from injury. I mean, we saw what he can do. He can He's electric on the field. And Ian, I agree with Ian. I think for Jay Gruden to have the the definition of a successful season, I think he has to he has to make a playoff appearance. I think wild card or if somehow you win the division, I think we all know who's going to win the division this year. But you know, maybe something goes sideways for them. They have a little bit of a hangover. You you punk them for a game and then have a good run down the road and you win the division. But I think if Jay Gruden doesn't make the playoffs now, we saw before he can win ten games and not make the playoffs. So I think a double digit win season also would be considered successful as long as you you win the games that matter you can't you can't get swept in your division you gotta you gotta come out with if not a winning record at least an even record in division you can't finish nine and seven oh we were so close but you can't have any more of that you gotta you gotta make the playoffs you gotta have a double digit win season i think that's the most important thing for him take that next step as a coach and to secure himself here for long term that's right and it, it goes back to the climate you got dan snyder and bruce allen up in that front office they're still here and for now, it seems like they're patient, but at one point, are they going to lose their patience? I think, personally, if, if I were up there, you know, I'd, I'd be signing Gruden to an extension because of what he's done now. But you look at what he's done. He's had four years where he was in bad situations, different types of bad situations. But ultimately, I believe this is the first year where he's in a promising situation. I would say, all right, look, you got two years. Because I, I think the window for this roster is two years. You got guys like Matt Ioannidis, who's got two years left on his rookie deal. You got a lot of young talent that's going to be here for a little while. Two years, I would say. Gruden, you got two years. If you don't make the playoffs this year, you got another chance next year, but that's it. 
That's what I would say. Just because his career started off so tumultuously, you know, I, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves because he's dealt with so much adversity. And people just like to point out the record. Oh, he's 28, 35, and 1. Well, yeah, there's a lot beneath that record. There's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, like it or not, Jay Gruden has excuses. He dealt with injuries. It's very hard for any coach to deal with injuries. I mean, especially if your roster isn't deep. Uh, in 2016, you know, they were a couple games away from being a playoff team. So let's not act like he wasn't competitive that year. And then obviously with a roster that was thought of by many to be a bottom feeder in terms of roster talent, he won the NFC East in 2015, a weak NFC East, but he won it. So let's not act like he hasn't had any, he hasn't generated any results because he has. And I think if this trend continues in 2018, you know, we can, we can see new heights for him. But Ian, you can't keep saying like it or not. He's had excuses. Look at uh, whatever his dumb haircut was up in New York. He just got blown out. He had ten. Yeah, he had however many wins his first year. The second he lost OBJ, he lost you know Brandon Marshall. He lost uh, Sterling Shepard for a little while. I mean, he got blown out. You can't keep giving him. Yeah, he's good, but you just can't do it. I mean, what's Mike Tomlin's excuse? I know he's his uh he's on thin ice up there. They they're in the playoffs every year. He just can't get over the hump. What's his name out there? I got him blank on Andy Reid. He's a guy who's consistent, but he just can't get over the hump. What are their excuses? Those guys get blown out because you're good. It's you can only be in the dance so often before you have to make a championship run. You see with the Capitals. The Capitals were ready. I know this is a Redskins podcast, but the Capitals <laughs> were ready to blow out their coach at Thanksgiving because what? He's good. He can't get he can get you into the dance. He can't get you to the next level. Jay Gruden is is teetering on that. If you keep giving him excuses, yeah, you know, he had a bad quarterback situation. Yeah, you know, his defense was hurt. Yeah, you know, everybody was hurt. Yeah, those are all valid, but the good coaches get past that. Tom, yeah. uh, look at when Tom Brady blew his ACL, ACL out back in 2010, 2011. They, they missed the playoffs, but they were still – they should have been in it. Their record, they should have been in it. Good coaches are able to – now, I know, again, it's not fair to compare Jay Gruden to Bill Belichick. I'm not trying to do that whole debate, but – the good coaches are able to move past those excuses, and I don't think you can you can just say we're okay with being with an average coach because you know maybe one year he'll do it. That's not good enough. This is a win now league, and if you can't if you can't coach around some of the adversity and instead of keeping your team relevant, have them succeed. I don't I don't see how you can you can get now. I don't advocate you just blow them out just to blow them out. No, you you can't do that. You know he's got you know the two year thing I think is good, but. You can't let him have these excuses and have that be his saving grace. Eventually, you, you've either got to prove you can do it with or without adversity. And if you can't, then we'll find someone who can't. We're yeah. paying you millions of dollars to run an NFL team. Yeah, yeah. And if you, can't, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Yeah, I just I want to say one thing real quick. We're almost out of time, so I just want to respond real quick. I don't think Jay Gruden wants to have these excuses. I think he... He wants to win in Washington. I think he wants to be in a situation. I think that, you know, these excuses are valid, like you said, but, you know, like you said, it's the natural process of the NFL. Yeah, He's yeah. going to be brought out by time, but I think this is the year where we can start to think like that. I think this is the year where you can say, all right, you've got something. Now do something with it. Ben, we brought you on. Uh, any last thoughts on Jay Gruden you want to get out there? Uh, the floor is yours for a minute. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree that success to me would be obviously making the playoffs, and that's what I would hope for. You know, what really worries me and concerns me is what's going to be the shakeup, because I do, I personally think this might be Bruce Allen's last year, and I know some other people do, and I think that might hinge Gruden's career. I mean, if he doesn't produce a double-digit winning season, Snyder might just be like, hey, I might just wipe the slate clean, start with something new, i got some young talent. You know, Alex Smith will be going on 34, 35, he's still got some years in him. 
Let's see what we can do then. Tough road ahead of him. I do like Gruden and the stability that he's brought to the organization. I just don't want him to turn into one of those transition coaches. Hey, Ben, let me ask you. I don't think you – you maybe you did, but overall, are you a Jay Gruden guy? I mean, you, you've given points for him, points against him. What do you feel for him? Are you – because me – and I, I feel weird because I'm a Jay Gruden guy, but all I've done is bashed him the entire time. I'm in a love-hate relationship with Jay Gruden because sometimes when he's goofing around and he's charismatic, I love him. But, you know, sometimes I see the bonehead moves on, on the, and I'm ready to can him. But what, what's your take on him overall as a coach? Where do you sit with him as a fan? You know what? You know, I, I was on board with him um, for the first three seasons. And then last season, you know, a couple of questionable play calls, like you were saying on first down, red zone plays that I think, you know, despite our record, some of the small things that he didn't do just drove me to take a step back on him. Even if we weren't winning the game, it was the small things to to produce a bright spot for the team going on next year. If he doesn't, if we don't make the playoffs, I would like to see a coaching change. You know, I am in the hey-love relationship, but I do think if we don't make the playoffs, I would like to see a coaching change because I wouldn't mind giving a shot for a young guy. If we can get a young guy and Bruce Allen's out of here, we're going to be an attractive organization. We're going to be yeah. a franchise that people want to play for. So we might be able to get a big, a bigger name coach um, to come here. One thing is certain, Jay Gruden is in control of his own destiny in 2018 for now. You know, yep. nothing's happened. No, no excuses yet. If excuses come, then they come. You know, you can't stop it. But right now, he's in control of his own destiny. We'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Ben, for coming on. It's uh, It's been great having you. Interesting conversation on Jay Gruden. Tell me what you guys think. Answer in the comments. Uh, we always love that feedback. And as always, guys, have a good night. Peace out. See you later.